Welcome back to the Songa Center here at UMass Lowell with the score at the end of the first period of play is Merrimack nothing and UMass Lowell nothing. It's certainly uh, Scrooge has been in effect when these two teams have gotten together. Hasn't been an awful lot to, to give a pair of one-to-one -one ties last year and a 0 to 0 score at the end of the first period. I'm Mike Mactic with John Leahy. And by the way, this first intermission is brought to you by Fuddruckers, an official partner of Merrimack Athletics. Make sure that you stop in at Fuddruckers uh, for a burger or a delicious salad before or after the next Warrior game. They're located right down the street from Merrimack at 550 Turnpike Street, and they also they also have locations in Reading and Salem, New Hampshire. Jock O'Connolly from the Boston Herald joins us, and uh, you know that, that first period probably a lot like the two games last year. It seems to be the way when these two teams get together, very close to the best. But you also have quick strike opportunities here and there. Yeah, and I thought I thought initially I think uh, Lowell probably was a little jumpy coming out because they had the big crowd. They were honoring Billy uh, Riley, you know, with the ceremony the drop of the puck and the, the throwback jerseys. And I think initially they had a little trouble, you know, getting the puck out of their, their own end for the first couple of minutes. But once they did, I thought they had the better of the, uh, you know, grade-A opportunities. Uh, Murawski sent Campbell in alone, and Delia made the save on the break-in. Uh, and then Delia came up with a, an excellent stop on uh, O'Neill. And then uh, uh, Jonathan Kovacek uh, had a sprawl to make a, a, a subsequent block on uh, O'Neill, uh, you know, to keep the Riverhawks at bay. So I think they had, uh, uh, you know, the better of the, you know, the grade-A chances. I think from a, a Merrimack standpoint, I think one of the things they're doing is when they're breaking out of their zone, I think the forwards are tending to just hold on to the puck just that slight instant too long. And I think that's given Merrimack time uh, to catch up, maybe to lift their stick. And, and kind of knock the puck off their sticks, and that's creating some transitions the other way. So I think we're, dur during uh, the intermission, I think both coaches are going to talk to their respective teams about, you know, uh, tightening up in the, in the def defensive zone. And I think, as they say from Merrimack's standpoint, I think uh, you know Mark Denny is probably going to tell them to, hey, maybe we can stop one time on those passes and not hold the puck uh, too long. How far back do you go with this rivalry? Uh, you know, back to the division. Two days, of course. Uh, you know, Merrimack got off to a, an earlier start than Lowell did, but Billy Riley, uh, you know, saw them across the valley as the the big rival, and they were the big rival for many years. What? what? What are your memories back in the Division Two days of what this rivalry used to be like? It's been great hockey, and, and we, we were talking beforehand before the game about Tully Forum, and it's just, you know, you can't beat those atmospheres. I, I remember the night the Russians came in to play uh, uh, Lowell when they when they when they had um, uh, uh, who was the, the kid from Chelmsford there to play for the Rangers. I'm, I'm losing my uh, memory here. Morris, uh, uh, Morris yes, and, and uh, still the all-time leading scorer in hockey. East. Exactly, and uh, they they had a great great game with the Russians that night and I, I think Morris had a couple of goals and I, I'll never forget the uh, the Russians came in and, and they were playing the Star Spangled Banner and back then the you know the low was still known as the Chiefs and they, they had the skate and squaw you know, Pocahontas I, I want to be politically correct here I don't want to get in, in trouble and uh, while everybody in the in Tully form was looking up at the, at the flag uh, all, the entire Russian team had they all turned their heads to the left staring at Pocahontas I think they're all saying hey America's very good country here, and, uh, but it, it was great atmosphere. And I, I remember one of the Russians got a minor penalty, and all the uh, you know the leather lungs behind the penalty box with the scally caps and the, the local little hockey jackets. You know they all stood up and they they're, they're cheering for hey Sergey. You know very nice. You know it was just a, a, a fun atmosphere up there, and, and uh, you know you miss those days and the good rivalry. You know the the battle for the river there. And, 
between Merrimack and Lowell, and there's so many great players, and, you know, and, and guys that played Division Two that nowadays, you know, with so many Division One programs and expand, you know, that if you want to call it expansion, that probably could have played at the Division One level. It would have been nice to see how some of those guys, you know, would have fared at, at this level. It's, uh, but it's it's good for hockey talk, and uh, it's just a great rivalry. It's it certainly ranks up there with the the best in, in the United States. You know, two things that you said uh, that I thought of. First one, that you mentioned John Morris. He came from nearby Chelmsford, just one town over. Uh, probably still the all-time winning scorer at Chelmsford High, but, you know, went uh, from Chelmsford to play at UMass Lowell and played four years here, and as you said, you know, he was still the all-time leading scorer in the history of Hockey East, but do you remember that his rival was a guy that <laughs> probably people know for certainly people know for another sport named Tommy Glavin. The only player who outscored John Morris in high school was Tommy Glavin. He was supposed to come to U Lowell too, but he decided, ah, I'm going to go play baseball instead. He didn't have such a bad career in baseball, did he? Right. No, he was a terrific player. And, you know, if you remember, he used to sometimes practice with the Bruins during the offseason. Off uh, you talk about all the, the all-time greats. I, I just passed Jimmy B.C. the Elder, if you want to yeah. call him that, yeah. out, out, in the, out in the car right here, and he's the all-time leading scorer Merrimack, and uh, you know, of course, he, he was right at that that you know crossover point where you know Merrimack moved up to first the, the, the Division One at large, and then and then the full Division One. So he, he went the whole breadth. But uh, yeah, it's just uh, terrific players, great hockey, and uh, that's what makes this area so so great for hockey. I just wonder how good that team would have been if they had Glavin and Morris. Maybe, maybe both those guys on the same line. Although I don't know, maybe maybe that wouldn't have worked out. Maybe they would have had to been on separate lines, but. It at any rate, the other, the other thing I wanted to ask you about the teapot. Do you remember that? Did you ever go to the teapot, which was uh, very few people know about it? I think it only lasted three or four years in the early 1980s. A Division Two version of the bean pot held at the old Boston Garden, where Merrimack and Lowell, Lowell were two of the teams in it every year. I think Salem State, maybe UMass Boston or Bowdoin. I think they rotated some of the other teams. But do you remember anything about that turn? I've only heard stories. Well, I I, I remember when uh, you, speaking of, uh, you, before UMass Boston. The forerunner was Boston State uh, when Billy Berglund, who's now a scout for the Canadians, was the goaltender for he was from Everett, Mass, was the goaltender for Boston State. Eddie Barry was the coach. And when they used to have the codfish tournament and you'd have Lowell and Merrimack and Salem State pretty much annually as the other three teams in, in that tournament. And so, I mean, it was always great hockey and it was in the arena, great building and it was just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Jarko, great to see you as always. I apologize for keeping you so long. Great stories. Uh, we, could, we, we could go on forever, I'm sure. Hopefully we'll talk again soon. And Merry Christmas as well. Enjoy the holiday. You too, Mike. Thanks. Merry Christmas. All right. Thanks. That's Jocko Connolly from the Boston Herald. Been our guest here, the outstanding, outstanding uh, sports writer here, and he's covering the game here tonight. So look in the Boston Herald tomorrow for his stories and also online at bostonherald.com. Score here at Songa Center uh, on the campus of UMass Lowell at the end of the first period of play. It's Merrimack nothing, UMass Lowell nothing. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.